Welcome to Linealite podcast section. Visit our website linealite.com. Light and Talk with Arianna Ghezzi. Landscape Lighting, the dialogue of light between inside and outside. Welcome back to Linealite podcast section. Today we welcome Arianna Ghezzi, Senior Lighting Designer at Lighting Design International in London. Hi Arianna. Hi, thank you so much for having me today and let's talk about landscape lighting. How important do you think it is, the perception of landscape light from inside a building? In a residential or hospitality project, when we approach the design of the landscape lighting, it is essential to consider how exterior lighting is perceived from inside the property. Provide background illumination along the boundary walls of the garden, for example, allow to embrace with our eyes the extent of the space and to avoid being overwhelmed by an obscure background behind the safety of the windows. Focus points can be created by lighting few selected trees at the end of the outdoor space or beautiful sculptures, which can be strategically placed to be witnessed from inside the property too. This creates a sense of theater with elements which are made predominant by the light, while others are just in the background, and this helps to understand the geometry of the exterior space. What is important to illuminate and what is preferable to leave in the shade? It is very important to not overlight the garden. The natural shadows created by the trees and plants and the rhythm given by lit and not illuminated elements will help to create a magical atmosphere. Enhancing those natural shadows by lighting the plants from the front, if placed in front of a vertical surface, or from above, casting the shadow to the lawn, can help in fact introducing pattern and shapes we would usually witness by walking in a forest. While we should not be afraid of adding lights, is at the changing of levels. It is good practice to ensure steps are defined and well visible at night. It's also worth considering the trees or plants within our project won't always look the same. We might prefer avoiding lighting trees which are not evergreen, as this might lead to highlight the plants when they are not at their best, for example during winter time. The lighting should be designed in layers to create various atmospheres, as well helping differentiate the areas within our outdoor space. Thinking about England, I am reminded of that semi-outdoor spaces that are created around basement flats. In this case, the relationship between internal and external light is crucial, isn't it? I guess you're talking about light wells. Yes, those are very special outdoor spaces where lighting can play a very important role. For who might not be familiar with these spaces, those courts are below the street level and usually receive a very limited amount of daylight, so the artificial lighting can also contribute to create a different scenario during daytime. At nighttime, the artificial lights become essential to provide functional but also security lighting. Again, the view from inside the property leads the design. The vertical surface of the light wells can be used as a canvas. A lighting idea could be placing up lights in the floor to highlight a textured wall, and we could play with the spacing in between the fittings to create a more uniform effect with the wall washers, or dramatic using multiple narrow optics. Another option could be positioning the fixtures within low-level plantings and bushes, where we can play with shadows and animate the surface all around. 
Another interesting approach could be placing multiple decorative lights on the surrounding walls to create a magical installation, creating a dialogue between exterior and interior lighting. Could be also an opportunity to use RGBW lighting and create different lighting scenarios where saturated blue light, for example, plays contrast with amber lights, bringing some theatre under the street level. Lastly, we have to consider those courts are usually surrounding windows and the design has to consider the light spillage into the properties and also avoid direct views into the luminaires. As well as being used as simple skylights, in some cases these areas can also be used as lounges. In this case, what are the tricks for lighting them in the best possible way? I agree. Often these spaces become an extension of the property, which can be used as an additional room where to relax and enjoy the outdoors. I would suggest for the lighting to be a tool to celebrate the fact that those external spaces could be in fact lounges. A decorative floor standing light, suitable for exterior for example, by lighting an outdoor table will provide a soft glow for the dining experience and at the same time defining the outdoor dining space as a continuum of the interior one. Portable rechargeable lanterns can also be very helpful to provide pocket of lights on tables or along sitting areas without the need of hardwired lights. In a living room or similar indoor spaces, we would expect to have lighting coming from above from a decorative ceiling light or from downlight. In a light well, where there is no ceiling, we should still introduce some lighting elements at a high level to ensure we achieve the same experience. A solution could be the use of festoons, creating a sort of blanket at a high level, introducing a very romantic atmosphere, like being under the stars. If there are beams or any structuring between the property walls and the street, those could be anchor points for exterior decorative pendants or surface-mounted spotlights, pin-spotting the furniture below. As in every lounge, it's important to provide task lighting for when the space is used for reading or dining out. By ensuring the lighting is circuited to allow multiple scenes, we will achieve the perfect lighting balance and will be able to focus the lighting when and where is required. And finally, what are the mistakes not to make in these contexts? The first and most important one when designing outdoor lighting is to not overlight the garden. I also think it's essential to consider lights within well-designed details and consider if the luminaires could be visible when, for example, the plants get pruned or during change of seasons. We should also design a maintenance plan to ensure gardeners do not struggle with the positioning of our lights and we avoid the risk by using special protective sleeves, for example, or mounting accessories for the cable to get cut or the fittings to get knocked. We should also prioritize finishes which withstand the passing of time and the elements, especially if we are in environments close to the sea or where the temperature drops or rise dramatically. When installing fittings on the trees, for example, we need to consider the growth of the plant and, for example, use traps which are elastic or flexible and allow to be readjusted over time. As well, when placing fittings in the ground to apply trees' canopies, we should consider the canopy of the tree will grow over time and we might prefer adjustable or zoom optics to allow to follow these changes over time. 
Lastly, when planning outdoor lighting, we should be thoughtful of the plants and ensuring the garden is not late for the entire night cycle to allow the plants some deserved resting time too. Thank you very much, Arianna, for participating, for giving us good advice and for sharing your experience with us. See you soon. Thank you so much. It's been great being with you today. And I hope some of my suggestions might help to create a more dialogue between the interior and the exterior lighting. Thank you for joining us. Discover more on our website, linealight.com.